spectrum, Lord, of the words that will be spoken, of the words that will be spoken, oh God, cause our hearts to receive it, Lord. Let the gates of our hearts be open unto the voice of the Lord this morning. Let us make that prayer. Declare over yourself and say, the gates of my heart are open unto the word of God this morning. Mm. My heart receives the voice of God. My heart yes. receives the leading of the spirit. My heart receives the light of the word of God. My heart receives the planting of the Lord. My heart receives the instructions of the spirit. My heart receives the light mm. of the word of God, the voice of the spirit, the sound of the spirit. My heart receives it this morning, oh God, in Jesus' yes, precious name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Welcome to day four um, of prayer reign. Um, it's been such a humbling, amazing, um, just refreshing time, you know, and I was sharing with a member of my team yesterday and I was just, you know, we were just talking about the ease, you know, um, the rest and the peace that is so tangible, especially with this prayer rain. To be honest, I don't know if it's because, you know, we made it seven days. I don't know if it's just one prayer watch, you know, if it's because we made it one prayer watch or I don't, I don't know if it's any of those things. However, I think those things are just, you know, um, maybe a result or, um, they are just showing, they're just a reflection of what God is really doing, which is bringing us to a place of peace and rest, you know, and just giving us ease and releasing grace over us. And he's just breathing, like breathing down his spirit over us and just sharing us with his presence. I feel it so strongly. You know, even when I go to sleep these days, my dreams, I, I have, I have dreams easily I don't know how to explain it I'm someone that has dreamed you know but this time it's like I'm seeing clear clearer in my dreams and I'm just I wake up in the mornings and I know what to do I know what the Lord is saying I know the direction that he's giving me and all of those things come from a place of rest and they come from a place of peace you know and there was a baptism of rest and peace on one of the calls um, earlier and I trust God that it is going to be a constant thing going forward for each and every one of us we will all function and operate from a place of peace no more you know trying to um, do things with our own strength no more laboring you know um with with our own abilities or limitations but just depending and leaning on the holy spirit and trusting solely in him in jesus name amen so amen. Uh, this morning uh we will continue um, from where we stopped yesterday we talked um we read our anchor scripture first kings 18 please let's open our bibles to first kings 18 um and it's it, the anchor scripture is verse 38 but really it starts from um verse 20 um and it's very interesting because god is literally just picking words you know and just picking certain things each day and he's just by his spirit breaking it down for us and today we're going to be looking at one of the elements that were mentioned in um creating the altar or rather one of the elements that were used in um, complementing the altar. Um, I'll start from, I'll say, okay, verse 30. Then Elijah said to all the people, now come to me. So they gathered around him and Elijah rebuilt the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one stone for each of the 12 tribes, the number of Jacob's sons, 
the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel. Elijah used these stones to rebuild the altar in honor of the Lord. Then he dug a ditch around the altar that was big enough to hold about 13 carts of seed. Elijah put the wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four jars with water and pour it on the meat and on the wood. Then Elijah said, do it again. And they did it again. Then he said, do it again. And they did it the third time. So the water ran off the altar and filled the ditch. And the time of the evening, the time for the evening, at, at the time for the evening sacrifice, the prophet Elijah went near the altar. Lord, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, he prayed. Prove that you are the God of Israel and that I am your servant. Show these people that you commanded me to do all these things. Lord, answer my prayer so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you will change their minds. Then the fire of the Lord, the, then the fire from the Lord came down and burned the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the, the ground around the altar. It also dried up the water in the ditch. When all the people saw this, they fell down to the ground saying, the Lord is good. The Lord, sorry, the Lord is God. The Lord is God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So I'll just backtrack a little bit from where we started reading from. Um, say verse 30, 36 at the time of the evening sacrifice, you know. So we saw that we yesterday we talked about um, the sacrifice. Um, we talked about the work that the Holy Spirit does and um, what the blood of Jesus has purchased for us, you know, and the access that we have with the blood of Jesus. So we pretty much looked at the bull that was, you know, the blood, not the, it's not the bull, it's the blood um, and the importance of blood, you know, in an altar, the, the significance, the relevance of blood, what it does and how we um, are constantly covered by the blood and what it means you know, so if you missed the call, the recordings are on Spotify and um, they're also on Anchor and there are a few other platforms. Well, Spotify and Anchor, you can catch up there. So today we are going to be looking at wood, you know, um, and what wood um, symbolizes. You know, it's, it's like a pattern. Every time an altar is built, wood is mentioned. And it's not, wood is not just mentioned in the building of an altar. It's also mentioned in the building of, um, of, sanctuaries, tabernacles, you know, and all of that. So we see that wood is very, it's a primary um, building tool. It's like one of the most important tools for building. And we're understanding from that scripture that we read um, on, I think the second day that the broken and the contrite hearts, it doesn't just talk about the brokenness or the tearing down of a thing. It actually, you know, there's another side to it, which is building up, you know, which is constructing. So even putting that in context now, we see why the wood is um, playing a role here, where an offering is laid up, where an altar is being erected. There is the role that the wood plays because the Lord, you know, is constantly working, doing a work in us. At every point where there is consecration, at every point where it seems like he's taking, you know, causing us to shed a, a layer, or causing us to grow, causing us to transition. It is not the things that we take off that's, you know, it's not, it's not just limited to the things that we are taking off or the things that we are um, removing from us. There's also another side to it. And I, that has really blessed me because for so long, I always thought, you know, I always looked at it from one side when we're talking about living a life of consecration. I always looked at the things that you take away from yourself. You know, and most times as Christians, our perspective is 
is, you know, is short-sighted because we're just looking at, oh, I'm giving up this thing. I'm taking this. I'm, I will stop doing this thing. I will stop doing that. I'm going to, you know, when we're trying to curb a lot of things, but we're not, we, we, we forget sometimes to pay attention to the things that are being added onto us. I remember um, a while ago, I was having a conversation with um, someone that I was very well acquainted with. And um, we were talking about his, his Catholic or he was Catholic. And it was like the Lent period where, you know, um, Catholics fast. So we were having that conversation and, you know, he started talking to me about fasting and all of that. Or rather, I started the conversation with him because I grew up Catholic and all of that. So there are certain things that I know from that upbringing, you know. So we were talking about um, Lent and all of that. And I was just trying to make conversation with him. And so I said, oh, so tell me what are your, you, you know, I know when is this time of the year? Catholics, you know, get ready to fast, you know, and have their goals and all of that. So what are your goals for this um, Lent period? And he said, oh, that he's going to stop doing this. He's going to stop doing that. He's going to do, 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 do. you know, and as he was saying all of those things, I just looked at him and I'm like, how sustainable is this thing that you want to do? All these things that you want to stop doing, you know, and he said, oh, that the only problem is that it's very hard because every time he thinks that, in fact, it's like, if you tell him to stop doing a thing, that's when all he wants to do is that thing that he's not supposed to do, you know? And I said, you know what, maybe this should be the fasting period that makes a difference for you. Don't just focus on, don't give yourself a list of five things that you will stop doing. How about you create a list of five things or maybe one thing that you will start doing, you know, and don't just focus on the things that you are removing from yourself. Look at the things that you can add to yourself. It gives you a different perspective. And you know, at the time when I was saying that to him, I never—I I don't think I, I had heard that teaching or that message before. But there was just something I believe the Holy Spirit wanted me to say to him at that time, and it also blessed me. So most times we are looking at the things that we are removing from ourselves, and that's why it just seems like it is work. But when we start looking at the things that are added onto us, the Bible says, "In His presence there is fullness of joy." You know, there are there there are, there are pleasures forevermore. And every time we come before Him, whether it's to consecrate ourselves, whether it's to rededicate ourselves, we must know that there is a building that is happening in us and through us and a lot of things are added onto us so it may not be physical it's uh, these things just um they 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 show in the physical you know they speak eventually in the physical things but they are mostly spiritual things they are virtues they are characters you know they they are they are codes of conduct they are the ways of the holy one these are the things that the holy spirit is dropping in us dropping in us dropping with us that's why most times when you meet a man that has been with god you can't describe what exactly it is that has changed but you just feel it these things are intangible, but they have outward expressions. So we must remember, if there's anything we take away from this prayer call, is that um, from this particular prayer ring, is that when God is doing a new work in us, he's not just taking away from, or rather he's not just causing us to put off the old man. He's not just telling us to um, change the, the, you know, change the, the old wine skin. He's also releasing new wine. That he's always filling us up. You know, he's always ready to fill us up. But are we even looking? Are we even ready? If we don't know what, what it is or who it is that we stand before, we would always go unprepared. We won't be able to present ourselves. We won't even know how to conduct ourselves. But that is why we have the Holy Spirit. He teaches all, us all things and he reminds us of all things. Praise God. Can I get an amen? 
Amen. Okay, I continue. So, um, amen. amen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it just gets really quiet sometimes. So, um, so moving on to wood, right? Um, I just thought about a few properties and characteristics of wood. Um, so we understand that wood is derived from trees. Um, wood aids in foiling and combustion, I believe that's what it's called, um, is used as a building material and it is used for creating long lasting items, especially home furniture or work furniture. So the things that you find at home, inside your home, inside the tabernacle of your life, in your priesthood, and the things that you find at work, the place where you interact with the world, the place where you um, um, do business, you know, the place where you take the things that you have learned in the spirit and apply, you know, um, um, for, for, for the blessing and the edification of the world, um, the place where you operate as a king, the place where you operate as an apostle in the marketplace, you know, you find things that are made of wood. You find things that are made of wood. It also depicts durability, strength, and stability. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I realized is that no matter how strong or how amazing or how you know, durable um, or of great quality wood is, sometimes it needs to be polished, you know, sometimes it just needs to be cleaned. It needs to be dusted around the edges, you know, and all of that. And that, what that did for me was it just explained to me how the, the Holy Spirit is constantly just cleaning us up, you know, just refining us, touching a few things here and there, you know, just um, making us more and more and more like Christ. Um, there was a particular kind of wood that I was reading about. Um, and with all of the great qualities that it has, it also has some weaknesses and, you know, some inadequacies. I believe it's um, acacia wood, you know, and one of the properties of it, it says um, that I read is that it is, I don't know how to pronounce this word proper, proper, um, properly, it's G-N-A-R-L-Y, I think it's gnarly. Um, it's grain changes direction. It is thorny and it is not the easiest to work with. In fact, um, it's, I even read that the construction process was very tricky because the wood could shatter. It could just fall apart. As strong as it is, it can fall apart if the tools that are used by the craftsman are not even kept sharp. So it's very delicate. It is strong, but yet it's very delicate. Have you ever met people like that? That one day you meet them, it's like, oh my God, this person is so, you know, and then when you get close to them and you get to know them, you just start to see some things about them and you're like, oh, where's the great and mighty person that I, I saw before, before I came close to this person? You know, how come, you know, and you just start seeing them through different, different seasons of their lives. And it's like, they're a totally different person, you know? And it just shows you how our nature, you know, when, when we are, when, I will speak for myself actually, when I am burning, when I am staying in the presence of God, when I am um, staying with the Holy Spirit, journeying in God, I don't need to, I don't need to talk too much or I don't need to do too much. I am even blessed by, you know, the way that I, there's just an order about my life. You know, even people that come around me and the people that are close to me, I don't even need to preach a sermon. They will know that, okay, Stephanie is, it's like Stephanie is fasting right now. Sometimes I'm even having conversations with Pia and she's like, Stephanie, you're fasting. I'll be, you know, and then we just laugh and we make jokes about it, you know. But there are times when 
maybe there's just something off in, there's just, you know, a season where maybe I'm not praying as much, I'm not burning as much. And even I feel it, what I feel, I, I, I actually feel cold in my spirit. It's like I have chills in my soul. And it's like, I'm not the same person that I, I'm not my best when I'm not in God and when I'm not around God. And I found it very interesting that this wood, the, the, um, rather the words that were used to describe the tools that um, the craftsman uses is sharpness. And it just made me think about the word of God because the Bible tells us that the word of God is like a double-edged sword. It is sharp. It is quick. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of man. You know, so it is the word of God that sharpens us. The Holy Spirit does that work. The Holy Spirit helps us navigate through the word, but it is the word of God that sharpens us. So it doesn't even matter how many times we got, these things are good and they are important and they strengthen us, the coming together of the brethren, you know, and all of that, the fellowship with the saints, those things are great, but how much of the word of God are you exposing yourself to? Because that same Bible says, iron sharpens iron. It is the iron the sharpening iron, the sharpening rod that is the word of God that has the ability to sharpen us, not the preachings of or the teachings of many ministers, not the multitudes of many fellowships, not in us associating ourselves with many, you know, movements or many churches or many retreats. Those things are good, but they are supposed to help us and to strengthen the things that we have already received in our secret place. Like we said on one of the calls that this trumpet sound that we talk about, is not just, it's not, a, we don't, if it was an audible sound for the canal ear to hear, everyone will hear it, but it is not a canal sound. It is a spiritual sound. One, yeah. two, it is not a new sound that we are just hearing or we will just be hearing for a first time. It is a sound that we must have acquainted ourselves with. It is a sound that we must have heard over and over and over again. And it's a sound that we understand how to navigate it, you know, because it is one thing to say, I, I don't even think it is one type of sound. It's like, it's one spirit, but he releases different sounds per time and per season. What now happens to us is we are able to understand how to um, act when the sound is released. So when it is time for war, we know, okay, it's like, this is what the spirit of the Lord, I sense in my spirit that this is a season for war. This is a season to, you know, go to war for, this, for so and so things, for my family, for all of that. Or this is a season to build. It does not matter how many projects I've done in the past that failed, you know, and this, this particular season we're in is one of those seasons where it is time to build. So you see a lot of people rising up, doing things, putting things together, creating new companies, launching new initiatives. It's, I, I believe that it's not just, and you know, when the Lord speaks, when rain, when he causes his rain to fall, it falls on everybody. It falls on the just, it falls on the unjust, you know, but how are we, aligning ourselves, not just so that the rain falls on us, but so that we can execute, you know, um, accurately interpret what, the, what that rain requires, what that sound requires. So that is why we must acquaint ourselves with the word of God. If at the end of the day, when we leave this call, all we do is just, you know, listen to the recordings and keep moving. It's not going to have the same impact as someone who actually sits down Take this, takes these scriptures, takes these words and looks for scriptural, you know, backing, takes these um, words and looks for scriptural um, context, 
I was having a, the same member of my team that I was having this conversation with yesterday. We were just talking about certain things and the Lord caused us to arrive at a certain point, you know, um, where we were, there were two issues that we were talking about um, that pertain to both of us individually. And, you know, we said, oh, we will pray about this. And I sense that the Lord is saying, you know, such and such and such an impartation of this. And, you know, at that point, I said, you know what I'm going to do? This is not the first time I'm hearing this thing about myself in this time. And it's coming from people that are close to me. What I must now do is I must steward it. I have to go and sit down with the Bible and find scriptural examples of the people that have gone through this same thing and how they arrived at salvation. If there are no examples, you know, um, literal examples of people that had gone through my own journey, you know, there is a word for it because the word of God is complete. Everything we need is in the word. Everything is backed up by the word. Everything we want to do in life must be backed up by the word. It must be validated by the word of God. It must be validated by the word of God, by his scripture. And I think this is a good place for us to pause and pray. I'd like us to lift off our voices and say, Father, let the iron of your word, let it sharpen the building of my life. Let it sharpen my mind. Let it sharpen my soul. Let it sharpen my body. Let it sharpen my spirit. Let it sharpen all the workings of my life. In fact, as I'm saying these words, I'm just picturing something that looks like an engine, you know, that is just receiving a lubricant. And it, it just, you know, from it being still and from it being stiff for so long, once the oil is poured, it's like it just starts picking itself up again, picking itself up again, picking itself up again, and it just starts going. Initially, it will start by running. It, or it will start slowly, then it will run, then it will get to a point where it is stable. Stability is where God wants us to arrive at. It is not in the doing of too many activities. It is not in staying passive and just looking from the sidelines and just looking at those that are going to plant and giving our comments. We should not be caught on the path of two, two extremes. We must always aim for the place of balance and stability. And so I'd like us to begin to pray this morning and just say, Father, let your word sharpen me. Let the oil that comes from the presence of your spirit in my life, let it lubricate every dry area of my life. Let it bring to life everything that may be dead or everything that is dying. Father, this morning, I go to war for my identity in you. Father, this morning, I go to war by your spirit. Father, this morning, I go to war by fire and I take back oh god by the word of god everything that may have been taken from me by ignore by reason of ignorance oh god by reason of laziness oh god by reason of poor stewardship oh god by reason of being blunt and unsharpened oh god and i ask and pray lord that your word would would, would have full access into my life to do its complete work to do its complete work to do its complete work in the name of jesus Everything that 
you know. So I just found that the enemy was constantly shaming me for even having those thorns, you know, having those discomforts of the flesh, you know, or even just getting to a place where I needed to choose at every point where I needed to exercise my choice. It wasn't a bad place, but I didn't know. So every time, and you know, this, like I said, it would, it happened for a while. So at every time where um, something was about to shift in my life and I start getting uncomfortable, I just ended up condemning myself and just saying, how can I be responding to God like this? How can I still be having this type of problems? How can I still be going through these challenges? You know, and it went on for so long until um, I remember I was having a conversation with, it was Pierre I was having a conversation with, it was like four years or three years ago. And we're talking about a certain thing, you know, and it led me to that point where I even just started vocalizing. And I said, you know what, you know what, this is why I give up on certain things because it just gets to a point and I feel like I'm not even worthy for me to have gone through a certain journey and get to a point where I need to pivot or I need to go higher. And I'm still having certain conversations in my flesh. You know, it just shows me that. And she said, no, that in itself is, is not the voice of God because God's voice never comes to condemn us. He never comes to condemn us. He comes mm. to redeem us. You know, he chastises those that he loves. So when mm. we have those moments where we, it seems like, oh, what's going on? Why is it that I'm now awakened to things that were dead in me before? Why am I going mm. through, you know, and P.I. makes jokes like that sometimes. And she says, when things like that start happening, she's like, Jesus, they've come for me. That that's when she starts praying <laughs> for herself, screaming. Sometimes she'll even go under the table. In, her, in fact, I, I've seen her under the table praying like that and holding one leg of the table and she's praying like she's you know performing deliverance sessions on someone and really it's a deliverance session over your heart and you are taking and you're like jesus i see the iniquity of my flesh i see it it is about to consume me and it's that's not the time to now start you know um isolating yourself so the enemy will condemn you so that you will isolate yourself because sin really thrives in darkness but that's not what our response should be even at that we should be able to surrender it to god and say god you know what this is what i'm going through this is how i'm feeling why am i still craving these things why am i still trying to what is going on i thought i had gone past it well lord by your spirit i know that i can do all things because i am more than a corporate father help me as i speak these words i don't even feel it i'm not even convinced by the words that i'm speaking but i take your word over every word that you know and you just begin to speak the word of god over your life and just pray and that's when you hide yourself in the cleft of the rock that is literally the posture that is required hiding yourself in the cleft of the rock to cover you and to shield you even from yourself even from the flesh you know and so this is how we respond this is how we respond when the lord is calling us up to up to a higher place because it's a it's like a gate it's like a place of transition when you want to cross the gates, there's always the option to look back. There's always the option to turn back, just like Lot's wife. When they were leaving Sodom, there was always the temptation of, ah, am I sure of this place that I'm going to? Me, I don't know. I've never been here before. At least this place is this, is that, is all of those things. But, you know, is what I know. So there's always that spirit of familiarity that is trying to keep us reined in that's trying to box us in a place so that we don't it's, it's like it's marking territory over our lives and it's saying it's only so far you can go 
but we say no more. Today, we speak over our lives and we take off by the spirit of God and by the fire of God. We burn off every boundary line that the flesh has marked over us in the name of Jesus. We declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord of our souls. He's the Lord of our lives. Therefore, we do not give in to the invitations of the flesh. We do not give in to the setbacks and the iniquities of yesterday. We decree and we declare that we have been made free. Therefore, we are free to go and serve the Lord. We are free to go and serve the Lord. We are free to worship him in spirit and truth. We are free to be liberated in the mighty name of Jesus. We are free to ascend. We are free to arise. We are free to come up hither, to come up Amen. higher into the presence Amen. of God. We are free to Amen. be elevated. We are free. Amen. He that the, the, that the Lord makes free is free indeed. Yes, and because yes, we have yes. the life-giving spirit, the spirit of liberty, therefore yes. we, ex- we begin to experience liberty in every Amen. area of our lives. Jesus. In the Amen. name of Jesus, Amen. we declare liberation today. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that this is the day of our liberation. Our souls are liberated from the pits, Amen. from the miry clay. Yes. In the name yes. of Jesus, oh, indeed, He's making our like hind speed we are reaching our high places he's causing us mm. he's causing us to ascend he's causing us to go further in the name of jesus he's giving us the, 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 the strength of chariots that we may run that we may run by his grace by the wind of his spirit in the mighty name of jesus we arise Amen. We arise today. We are liberated today. We are made free today in the name of Jesus. We are made free by the word. We are made free by the blood. We are made free by the spirit of the living God. We are not staying in the pits anymore. Oh, because when Jesus showed up, even though Lazarus had been dead for three days, he said, where is Lazarus? Take me to the tomb. And when he got there, he called forth Lazarus and Lazarus arose. Every Lazarus in our lives, Jesus Every Lazarus in our lives this morning, Lord, is arising, oh God, in Amen. the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, the clothes, oh God, that were used to wrap us up and condemn us, my God, they are being lifted up, oh God, in worship to you this morning. In the name of Jesus, the things, oh God, that may have been smelling in our lives by reason of deadness, by reason of bluntness, my God, we give it to your fire let your fire quench the fiery darts of condemnation, my God, in the name of Jesus. Just like Jesus arose on the third day and he took that cloth that was used to wrap him and he wrapped it around and he laid it in the tomb and he left. My 
Lord Jesus, we ask that by your spirit, you would unclothe us from every wrapping of death, from every wrapping of shame, from every yes. wrapping of condemnation, yes. from every wrapping of familiarity, oh God, of the words that have yes. been spoken about us, oh God, up until now. Yes. Father, yes. they will see us, even those that knew us before, they will see us, but they would not recognize us just the way they couldn't yes. recognize you, oh God, when you were risen. You looked like a different man. Something changed inside you. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit. My God, because we have that same spirit, we are changed. We are changed. We are changed, oh God, by reason of the inner workings of the word and the spirit and the blood. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, God. Thank Thank you, God. Yes, Lord, we thank you. If this is all we even pray today, Lord, it is enough. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for making us stable. Thank you, Father, for making us stable. Thank you, because the associations of instability will no longer be found in our lives. We will no longer be open-minded people. We will no longer be wavering people. We will no longer be indecisive people. We will no longer be people that are torn, you know, in in, in disloyalty, oh God, between the the world and and you, oh God. Father, we will no longer be those people. We will no longer be people that have their souls split in different directions for reason of lack of bearing, because the problem is not instability. The problem is double-mindedness that is the real problem it is double-mindedness that is the problem the the instability is just a fruit of that double-mindedness because the bible tells us the bible actually tells us that um um, Mm -hmm. a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways he's inconstant Mm -hmm. in all of his ways he's Mm -hmm. wavering in Mm -hmm. all of his ways so it is Mm -hmm. not the instability that is the problem you know and Mm -hmm. it was something that the Mm -hmm. lord just dropped in my spirit this morning i'm like wow i remember all the times that i have prayed and said oh god please help me to be more consistent in doing this thing or help me to be more consistent doing that thing i don't want to be unstable in this i don't want to you know and i was always looking at the fruit and never looking Mm -hmm. at the root cause Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. double mindedness Mm -hmm. that causes it that is the main problem here is double mindedness mm. because there is a script, there's a scripture that is an antidote for this. It says, let your eyes be single and your body will be full of light. So we mm. need to be single minded. That is it. So this is where we pray and say, Father, make me single minded. Make yes. me single minded. Teach me what it means to be single-minded in all of my ways because it is in the single-mindedness that I become like you. I become strong and firm. I become like a rock. I become certain, Lord. I become convicted, Lord. And I'm able to do anything that you are calling me to do. I'm able to even become the person that you are calling me to be because I have conviction, because I have clarity. Father, make me single-minded, oh God. Take away every form of double-mindedness from me. There's another there are other the um 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 would i say um synonyms of that word in in other versions of scripture some say restless in everything that he thinks some say unstable you know there's unstable some say indecisive some say wavering mind another one actually says that he has a split soul sure it means uh, to have a split soul the soul that is really the essence it is who you are <laughs> The soul is the essence of who you are. It is your mind. Mm -hmm. It's saying that you have Mm -hmm. a split mind. So you are never in one place at a time. 
The only person that should be able to be in different places at a time is God because he's omniscient and he's able to carry because he is God. If we try to be in many places at the same time, it's not just that we will die. We won't even be present because you are not in any place. You are just all over the place. I believe there is a deeper, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to sit down with this because I literally just received this now while we were praying. I'm going to sit down with this and I'm going to search it and by the grace of God, if um, um, if we are able to, as the spirit leads me tomorrow, you know, if we are able to make time to go over some of this, the things that I find in this study, I will share it on the call just before we kick off with the theme for tomorrow. You know, but I say this to also encourage us when we receive things like this in, in, um, in corporate gatherings, we take them and we run with them and we sit down with God, with the spirit of God and just do a study and ask the Lord to reveal to us. And so I pray that the spirit of revelation will speak over mm. us as we go back Amen. with everything that we are hearing, with everything that we are receiving. We would not just understand, but we will become that which the word speaks over us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And finally, um, um, you know, just still on what I was reading about this wood, the, um, the study now, it was actually someone that did a write-up about the wood and how she ended that write-up was, she said, you know, so what exactly is it? What exactly is it about, um, about this wood that still even makes people want to work with it? Because even though it is good, it is fantastic and all of these things, you, you know, and it still has its weaknesses. It has its shortcomings. It actually says it is thorny. So it has thorns. It's very fragile. It looks strong on the outside. But when you come close to it, it's like, it's very soft. It's just like, why are you deceiving people? You know, on the outside, you are not the same person you are on the inside. And it just brings it back home to why do you think God still works with us? You know, why do you think that God even still chooses us? It is not because of our abilities. It's not because of the strength of, you know, you know our personalities or any of those things, because he is the one that gives us, those, gives us those things. But it is because of the love that he has for us. So at the end of the day, this stability we are praying for, all of these things that we are asking God for, resurrection, the fire, revival, restoration, it comes because the Lord loves us. It comes because he loves us. And that is why he chooses us. And that's why he called us. And that's why he created us according to his image and his likeness. And he crafted us before the foundations of the earth were laid. He already had the blueprint of each and every one of us and the people he was going to call us to be, you know? And so, I would like to encourage us as we close that we should not feel condemned. We should not make room for the voice of condemnation that always tries mm. to, to seep into our minds, but we must be reminded that God is, he's very intentional about us. And if you even look at your life, just look at your own life as a person, you will see that the things that God has placed around you are are, um, they've been tailor-made for you. So I will use myself as an example again. I've not always been the most consistent person. I've not always been the most stable person. In fact, there was, and I didn't even realize these things earlier in life. You know, I just thought, and I, because of the kind of personality that I have, I didn't even think twice. I just thought, oh, this is who I am, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't even a problem. But when I started walking closely with God, you know, and I started being discipled by, um, by 
teachers of the word, I started to realize, you know, some things were just brought, made clearer, and I started to receive understanding and perspective about certain things. And then I started to go to war for, over my life, you know, so I wasn't the most consistent person. So today when people look at prayer ring, or they look at some things that I have done, or so, some things that I um, am, I'm privileged to do, you know, and they make comments like, oh my God, prayer is so consistent. And they say, oh, this thing you're doing is so good. It is so consistent. I look at it and I marvel and I laugh. I'm just like, God, before you created me, you already knew that this is the unique personality of my daughter. These are the challenges she would face. These are the character flaws mm. that will manifest. And these are the things mm. I'm going to put around her to prove her and, and, and train her and take her through process until she becomes. It has mm. not, you know, and we look at this fellowship that we have and we see how many lives are blessed by it. And it's not even about the numbers that show up or do not show up. People are being blessed. Lives are yeah. being changed. Lives are transformed because some Man. people have willingly given themselves to sacrifice when it's consistent, when it's not consistent. And it's a different kind of engagement. You know, it's not even about, and I remember one time someone was telling me, uh -uh, but how are you able to wake up 5 a.m. every morning and send reminder, good morning, everybody, it's time to pray. You know, all of those things. And I said, ah, you're saying it as if I have a choice. I literally don't have a choice. Like I literally do not have it. I have to do it. And it's, it is my responsibility, you know? So however it is perceived by some or how it is not perceived, that's really not the issue here. It is that it is responsibility. And the Lord has made this the strongest responsibility over my life in the last couple of years. And that's why regardless, come what may, even if other parts of my life, you know, um, there are other things that I may be going through in certain seasons, Prayer ring must hold every month because it is a testing. Amen. It is a pruning. Mm -hmm. It is a process even for me. So we all think that we are coming to prayer ring to be blessed and to receive prayer point. But I am the chief, I'm the chief recipient of this blessing because it is <laughs> making me become a person that mm. I have not always been. Or rather, it mm. is making me become that person that God called me to be. He said, mm. he has said, my daughter, you will, not, you, you will be consistent, you will be strong, and you will be stable. And this is mm. the one thing that I will give you in this time and in this season. Let me watch you steward it. You know, and by the grace of God, he has given me people you know and it's, and it, and he has just made it he has made it possible he has given the grace and he has given conviction and there's no time mm. we come before god a prayer in and we don't receive a word from god mm. never mm -hmm. even if mm -hmm. it's 14 days and it's just one call that makes the difference we have always mm -hmm. been fed it is a river that keeps flowing and it keeps blessing yes. our lives yes. you know so i say this to encourage everybody I don't know what the workings of your life are. I don't know what the circumstances are. And I don't even need to know. But God knows and God sees and God has surrounded you with all things that pertain to your life and unto godliness. He has made available mm. the resources that you need. Just look around. It may not even mm. be a shortcoming. So let's not even look at it as if it's a shortcoming. It may not just be a shortcoming. It may be a desire to do something. I was sharing with someone yesterday and she was telling me how she wants to, you know, she knows that she's inclined to do this thing, you know, and that, you know, she, she's been on a journey with God and God is blessing her to mm -hmm. do, you know, X, Y, and Z and all of those things. And I'm like, I don't see any reason why you cannot do it. Look at the projects that you are even working on in this season. Look at how you are mm -hmm. able to, and you know, you are doing it as if it is a hobby. 
this is God. This is the hand of God. And mm. he's giving you that, you know, so God always surrounds mm-hmm. us with what we need, either to take down a mm. thing, either to address a thing, or either to create a thing. I pray today over everybody that the Lord will give us yes. wisdom on what to yes, pull Lord. down, on what to mm-hmm. strengthen, on what mm-hmm. to adopt, and on what to create. We receive mm-hmm. the initiatives that yes. are first in the place, in the secret place of the Most High God. Amen. We receive the, the plantings of, of, of ideas and of witty inventions of wisdom. We receive them today in the name of Jesus. We will not just be followers and believers of Christ that do not that do not birth seed, that do not birth substance. But Father, we would make babies with you. We would create new things with you. We would walk in purpose with you. And we will birth things, oh God. Birth kingdom things, oh God, that will strengthen, oh God, mankind, that will strengthen our world, that will facilitate your righteousness on the earth. These things will come through us, oh God, and they will carry the DNA and the seed of the spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, bless each and every person on this call. I pray, oh God, over them, that your spirit will rest upon them, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that your spirit, oh God, that bears witness with man and, and gives inspiration, oh God. Your spirit will inspire everyone, will convict everyone, oh God, and will lead and direct each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank you for joining once again. Have an amazing day. Thank you.